Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is usually the podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and talk about it track by track. But today, we're not here to do that. And we're not here to do a self-isolation special. We are, in fact, here to talk about Eurovision in a special mini episode. Or you could also call this the Eurovision What Could Have Been episode. Yes, and we, Dan, we debated whether we, because we were originally planning on doing a Eurovision special, and at first we said, well, it's cancelled, we won't do it. But then we thought, actually, we're trying to do as much as we can to have fun, to give, to give fun to people, uh, to give joy to people, to give pleasure to people. Sounds uh, like you're not... selling a sex service now. No, this isn't happening round the by the bins around the back of. Uh, Aldi, this is uh, all above board. Uh, so we thought we'd, we'd do it uh, because there's some great music that we love uh, in the selection of acts that would have been performing at Eurovision this year. And I have to say, a lot of this came from some of the feedback on Twitter. I think we said that we were going to do a Eurovision special like last time where we take a handful of the entries and talk about them. And then we said that we weren't doing it because there was no Eurovision. And a few people said, but the songs are still out there. So why don't you still do it? And we do listen, don't we, Will? We do listen. We are here to hear. Oh, that's very good, Will. Uh, mm, thank you very where's, much. Where's that from? Uh, somewhere, something on the telly, I expect. Oh, well, um, I thought you made it up. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we're not alone, so there are other things happening this weekend. Uh, there's another Eurovision again, which is taking place on Sunday night this weekend, uh, which is reliving, uh, live tweeting uh, and voting for on a classic Eurovision. Uh, screened uh, online with at Eurovision again. Uh, and also the BBC have some special programming uh, to commemorate Eurovision and to mark the fact that there should have been uh, a contest this weekend in Rotterdam. And Dad, we were talking about going at one point as well. We were, because you've been before, haven't you? Was it Lisbon you went to? Yeah, two years ago. I haven't been. And I've mentioned on the podcast before, I'm not the biggest Eurovision fan. I don't follow it. But when I do watch it, I really enjoy it. And I was really up for going and experiencing it live. So fingers crossed for next year, Will. What's going to happen next year? Is it going to be in Rotterdam again? Or have they even talked about that yet? I don't think anything's been agreed yet or talked about yet. Because this is totally unprecedented. Feels like that word has been used a lot recently. But this has never happened before. It is the word of the year, isn't it? So just to give you a, a bit of background information, so uh, this would have been the 65th Eurovision Song Contest and would have taken place in Rotterdam. Last year, obviously, was in Tel Aviv. Uh, Dan, can you remember the winning song? I honestly can't. <laughs> Please enlighten me. It was a song called Arcade by Duncan Lawrence. Let's have a little bit of it now. Yes, so what a forgettable song that was. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it wasn't one of our favourites. Did we even put it in our top five of last year? That no, we... it wasn't in our selection. I would have really wanted 
uh, Kino to win, who were there on behalf of Norway with Spirit in the Sky. That was an absolute banger. Uh, can you remember the UK entry last year? Um, partly. I remember it being forgettable. It was Michael Rice with Bigger Than Us. Yeah. Which I think we talked about it on our special, but I don't think either of us were overly complimentary about it. No, I think it. we included it because it was our entry and we felt like we had to. And we're not even doing that this year. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're very much cutting to the chase this year and playing the our favourite selection, uh, the most track-by-trackable songs. Absolutely. So, Will, what song are we talking about first? So, let's talk first of all uh, with a song... We're actually the second time we're talking about this on the podcast because we have talked about it before just because it was such a good song when it was first knocking about that I really wanted to share it. So this is for the second time on Track by Track, which is a strange thing for a Eurovision song. This is Cleopatra by Effendi. Cleopatra there. I always get disappointed it's not Cleopatra coming at you. And I think you mentioned that the first time we showed we played this song in the podcast. I love the energy, I love the lyrics in that. So Effendi herself said that Cleopatra is a song about trusting your gut instinct, standing up for yourself and being a queen, even when things get tough and especially if someone betrays or hurts you. It's, a, it's truly a song about freedom, a celebration of all cultures and sexualities. And it's a song that's meant to inspire people to be who they are uh, and need to be proud of themselves, just as Cleopatra was. Oh, that's a long sentence. <laughs> take, um, a, take a breath, love. Oh, Effendi. She never shut her up. Um, but what a lovely sentiment behind that song. Very empowering. I love the energy, how it's not a traditional structure to the song either. Uh, and it also incorporates some traditional Azerbaijani instruments because it is re- she is representing Azerbaijan. Um, definitely feels like structure-wise, it's not kind of following any sort of standard formulaic pattern. And that's what I like about it. I do like that there's a part just about midway through where they kind of add in an extra, so seems like an extra verse with a slightly altered melody. And then towards the end, the percussion and the drums really lift it up a little bit more. Um, and I think I said this last time we played it, it's just the when the male vocal comes in, that's when it just becomes a bit too novelty for me. I think without that part, I would like this song twice as much. Um, and there are hints actually of her voice that remind me a little bit of Cheryl Cole or Fernandez Vizzini or just Cheryl. Uh, it was a contender as well. It was a it was a favourite through all of the selection uh, processes. This one emerged very quickly and picked up a lot of interest. So uh, we'll never know, will we, if it was a winner? No, Dan, we won't. As is the case with all of them. So best not to harp on about that, eh? Too much. No. Should we move on to the next entry? Yes, Dan. Uh, what do you think? What have you got? So my favourite, and I think this was one of the favourites as well, is Think About Things, which is Iceland's entry. And this is from Doe Freya. I, forgive my Icelandic pronunciation. It's not the best. 
Um, but this is such a good, this is not just a great Eurovision song, this is such a good song. Should we have a little listen to it? Yes, here we go. We were bound together then and forever and I could never let you go. I absolutely love that song. That is such a funky, disco, brassy uh, number. Um, and I just think I'd love to hear that live. And as, as I said too many times, not the biggest fan of Eurovision, but I just think this as a song is just stunning. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I love it. It's so different. And I love how it's a bit disco-y. It's a bit electronic. It's also very low-key as well. Uh and if you've seen the video, it's very, very fun video. But and the performance is very muted in a very intentional way. It's um, just brilliant. Um, love his approach. Interestingly, the in the Icelandic final to select this, this was the winner by almost twice as many votes as the uh, second and third place, which were very close. And maybe because it is so un-Eurovision, maybe that's what swung it and people just wanted something that... Because there can be a bit of a, uh, a sort of template, I think, for writing a Eurovision track. Of course, you've only got three minutes. And then I think you can write to make it sound like a Eurovision song, whereas this doesn't feel like that. Um, but one of the things I really love about this song, of course, there is the amazing video, of course, um, first and foremost. But there is an Icelandic version of this and the lyrics and what they're talking about is completely different. In the Icelandic version, they're actually talking about, and my pronunciation is going to go all over the place here, Gag, Gagnamio. It's the fictional band that they're playing in the video. And they're talking about how they come from the future, from outer space, uh, to save the world with their brand new dance. But in the English version, he's talking about uh, his daughter. That's quite mad, isn't it? It is, in a way that a Eurovision song... Should be. That's what makes it Eurovision. Uh, anything else to say about this one, Dan? I think you have got something up your sleeve, haven't you? Yes, I'm, I'm flashing it to you now. Uh, so just this week, Hot Chip released their remix of this song. And I think, again, the fact that someone like Hot Chip are remixing a Eurovision song just talks to what an incredible composition it is. So I think it would be remiss of us not to play a little bit of that now. A great combination that is. I think Hot Chip were almost made to remix this song. It just feels like they're very comfortable bedfellows. And I, and I just love how it came about. So Hot Chip and uh, the, the lead singer from the band, I don't know his name. Or is, he, is he the band or is that his name? Is that's his name. Oh, forgive me. They met on social media and that's how they ended up coming up with the, uh, the idea for Hot Chip to remix the track. 
So yeah, just love the whole story of this. And I do also think, because obviously it's only happened very recently, probably the remix was done uh, over during lockdown, which is just, you know, one of those few things to be thankful for. Uh, and there's some great uh, remix artwork as well that accompanies it, which is Hot Chip in the style of uh, his kind of 8-bit characters that feature on their on their promotion. So which selection should we talk about next? So next I have got, uh, I think what we need at this point is a Eurovision classic girl band banger. So this is Hurricane uh, and they really are. This is called Hasta la Vista. Baby. Hasta la Vista, and that's from Hurricane or Hurricane Girls uh, from Serbia. Again, I, I don't want to kind of overuse this term, but it feels like a very your original song. If you would have played me that without any context, I feel like it would have been, I could have kind of guessed where it was from, but in a way that I really like where they kind of really embody the traditional music of their country and then put a real donk on it and turn it into a bit of a pop banger. So uh, yeah, I like what they've done there. Yeah, it does sound very now in in the kind of sound and the style of it. You kind of it's the sort of thing you could imagine a girl band like Little Mix or something doing. Of course, not my favourite Eurovision girl band of all time. That would have uh, to go <laughs> to the lovely Precious, the lovely ladies, and Jenny Frost. Hi, Jenny. Oh, well, hello, all Precious ladies. I really like as well. I read that the lyrics for this were by band member Sanja Vukic. And again, apologies for pronunciation, who was previously of the band ZAA or ZAR or ZAA maybe. Uh, and they represented Serbia in 2016 with the song Goodbye. So I like that there's, uh, you know, she's Goodbye didn't happen. She started a new girl band. She wants to win your origin with them. And then again, it didn't happen this year. Um, by default. So they're a girl band in their own right. So they've had about 19 singles, um, uh, single releases, uh, because, and they've been together since November 2017. So not just a flash in the pan for Eurovision. They've got a, a big career behind them. A bit like Blue when they did it. Yes. Yeah, or Scooch. Was, uh, Scooch, yeah. Uh, and I was looking, watching a video from Deuce earlier, who were in the running, I think it was 2005, uh, to represent the UK. Uh, not 2005, 1995. <laughs> um, Different times. To yeah, to represent the UK. Uh, they came third, though. They didn't uh, didn't triumph. But that's a, that's a brilliant song. For the UK coming third, you know, that that's a, that is a great oh. achievement because that doesn't happen anymore. No, Dan, they didn't come third in Eurovision. They came third in the selection to be <laughs> in Eurovision. So not so good. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next up. Shall we have a little listen to Germany's entry, which is by Ben Dolik, and this is Violent Thing.
that will, like you, was a violent thing. What did you think to it? Uh, I really like it. I think my favourite bit is the, such a violent thing. That bit. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of background on Ben. Ben Dolik. He is from Slovenia uh, and became famous in Germany because he was in The Voice uh, over there. Uh, and he was also in a uh, Slovenian group called D-Base who were in the running to represent Slovenia in 2016, but ultimately didn't. Not to be confused with those five lovely Irish lads, D-Side. Oh, yeah. When are we talking about them on the podcast? Have they got an album? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they've got an album. I'm sure they've got a few. Uh, maybe one. Speechless, wasn't that them? Yes. Um, but And also before that, he appeared in uh, the Slovenia's version of uh, Got Talent. Slovenia's Got Talent. Slovenia Ima Talent. Oh, really? You have done your research. I really have, for once. <laughs> uh, a very good uh, Slovenian tongue there. Thank you. So this one, I mean, the track itself is great. It's got an amazing vocal. It's got a huge range. It's very polished. I like the funk guitar. And this was co-written and produced by Borislav Milanov. And Will, if you think you're a fan of Eurovision, just wait till you hear about Boris, if I can call him that. Um, he has worked on 12 entries over the last few years, including two others from 2020. And he met his wife uh, at Eurovision 2017 while she was representing Georgia. He was the only straight man there. Oh, well, you're probably not far off there, Will, actually. So we had his pick of the, pick of the lasses. <laughs> so... Yeah, a great, another great song. And I do think that is one that would work well as outside of Eurovision. I do think it's very, it's, it's pop, poppier than Shawn Mendes or Justin Bieber. But I think it's kind of them with a layer of pop on top. With a pop sheen on the top. Mm. Some pop drizzle, like on a cake. Or oh, like some lovely slathering yourself in cocoa butter or something. Mm. <laughs> Stunning. Uh, so whilst, Dan, you think about slathering Justin Bieber in cocoa butter, Oof. let's move on to, yeah, not nice, like oh. a little rat. Yeah. Um, not a fan. Uh, so let me, let's move on to our next one. Uh, this is uh, a group called, uh, I think we've definitely saved this to the end because I think this, this is definitely some, quite remarkable. This is uh, a song by Little Big. It's called Uno. Hold it steady Come to daddy All you have to do is to be ready for some action now All you have to do is to be ready for some action now Well, that certainly has got some vigour to it, hasn't it? It's like some crazy Euro rave um, that you don't know when it starts. You're not sure quite where, where it's going to go or what's going to happen. But I love it. I think it's such a fun song. I think we haven't said that on this episode yet. What a fun song. And Little Big are a very fun group. Uh, and they've been around for about six or seven years years now. Um very popular in Russia, but they specialise in this kind of pop rave sounds, which encompasses the music, but also heavily stylized outfitting, visuals, uh, and performance as well. Uh, and do, they they do also uh, mock stereotypes from Russia. So I guess they're a little bit 
anti-establishment as well. But I guess not too much. Hmm. A bit like Tattoo. Well, yes. Yeah. Lovely ladies. Lovely ladies, really are. Um, ladies in ladies in love. <laughs> well, they were. Or no, they weren't. Supposedly, yeah. This one, I think, definitely feels like the most novelty. Uh, not, to, not to kind of say that in a negative way, but just the whole... It reminds me a little bit of... reminds me a bit of Aqua in some ways. It reminds me a bit of like that Follow the Leader song that you'd hear on Holiday. It reminds me a bit of um, like something like Venga Boys, but with more of a ravey kind of um, balearic twist on things. Uh, but it's so much fun. Yeah, it's very black lace, very... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, it's probably... Uh, I don't know, actually, Dan. If you had to pick a favourite from the tracks we talked about, which I think for us are our, our selection this year, what would you say is your favourite? I mean, for me, it's quite easy to think about things. Yeah, me too. And I just like to... There is a whole album out there. It's all in Icelandic, actually, but that song does feature on it. And I really do actually want to go and listen to the whole album and see what else they what else they can do. What else he can do. I keep th- I'm like people with Blondie saying that she's the she's Blondie. It's <laughs> it's a he, not a band. It's the opposite way around. I heard that you were so into the group that you were going or him, uh, that you were gonna go and translate all of the uh mother tongue songs. <laughs> well quite the opposite. I'm learning Icelandic on one of my apps, so I can serenade him myself. I Duolingo. Yes. Cunnilingo. <laughs> We're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been great to still talk about Eurovision this year. Um, and we'll wait with bated breath as to what's going to happen next year. Um, but do check out some of the retrospective programming on the BBC. Do check out Eurovision again uh, online tomorrow night at Eurovision again on Twitter for all the information that you need. And do check out Track by Track again. Yes, please do. So there are over 100 episodes in our back catalogue, including last year's Eurovision special. And do let us know what you think of this year's Eurovision entries. Did we pick one of your favourites? At Track by Track UK is the way to let us know. And Dan, I hope you wish me some congratulations at this point. What for? Uh, that I've made it to the end of a Eurovision special and I haven't mentioned Gina G. Oh, you just did it. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll draw a veil over her. Have you seen a lot of this chatter recently on Twitter about her being the ex-landlady of a few people that we follow? Oh, really? Yeah. Can have a have a route through your hashtags for that. Lovely lady. Very very helpful, very supportive, very understanding. Well, she left a load of her um, sort of record company documents and that in the loft, so they found them out. So, yeah, <laughs> quite interesting. Well, and she had some issues on that front, actually, as well. But anyway, that's enough of that for now. Uh, we're out of time. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about books, Fizz. Ah, oh, fancy glass now, actually. Well, off you pop. So, on Tuesday, we've got a proper episode coming out. And if you've listened to this one first, you've also got another episode today. It's our self-isolation special nine. But, until next time, I've been Terry Wogan. And I've been Gabby Roslin. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't think she presented it, but (laughs) whatever. Lovely lady. Yeah.